your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK sent to meet Vancouver tonight on the road off of that overtime loss in Edmonton. Why Logan Thompson should take shots on the shootout and the third line. <laughs> That's all ahead next right here. I knew I was going to get you on Lockdown Golden Knights. I like it. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas five days a week. Make sure to subscribe to our uh, Locked On Golden Knights. Locked On Golden Knights YouTube channel. We just changed that over from Lockdown VGK to officially Lockdown Golden Knights. And that is the YouTube channel. And follow us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G. Okay, so so just hear me out for a minute, uh, Chris. So if Logan Thompson can coach Mark Stone to score on the penalty shot, why wouldn't they utilize him and put him in the shootout rotation himself? I mean, it was really a good a good scouting job there. I was uh, watching Canadian TV the other night um, in the Edmonton game. And so Stone goes out there, penalty shot. He goes uh, five hole on Stuart Skinner. The reason why he went five hole was because Logan Thompson had coached him up in the AHL. Uh, we saw Thompson go against Skinner when he played for, I think it was the Bakersfield Condors, if I'm not mistaken. So why not put him in the rotation? And can you use a goalie stick on the shootout? <laughs> there was a video that surfaced. I believe it was during Siri, uh, season one, Mark andre Fleury. I think it was during the playoff run when they were pretty deep, if I'm not mistaken, where he was actually out there with a player stick uh, and out there that. just you know, shooting around, having a good old time and the time yeah. of his life. So, uh, you know, I, I caught that when it happened. Um, we were actually sitting up in McKenzie River during the UNLV game on Saturday night. Shout out to UNLV. Tough weekend, though. Two tough losses to Liberty, but... A ton of fun. Uh, City National is absolutely packed on Saturday night, folks, with hockey between Mackenzie River and um, the UNLV game. Just awesome, awesome to see how uh, hockey has blossomed in this town. But we were sitting up in Mackenzie River, and I caught Stone going to the bench right when it happened. And two things crossed my mind. One, he's maybe hurts. We don't want that, obviously. And two, I saw him with Logan Thompson. So right away, I kind of picked up on what was happening. And, you know, it was interesting. It was fun to see. And more importantly, I mean, we scored the goal, obviously. But more importantly, right after the goal, he's pointing to the bench. He's pointing to LT. And just I, I love stuff like that. that. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was really cool. He just told him he knew his weaknesses. And it's kind of cool, though, that goaltenders can scout other goalies, too, right? Because they watch them so frequently. And he saw that in the AHL. Uh, I hope you... I see LTN Wednesday. Sorry. I hope I see LTN Wednesday. I yeah. want to ask him to say, listen, where'd that come from? Was there anything behind that? Or did you just pull the first thing out of your head? And I will ask him about that. If I, I'm hopefully going to the game on credentials Wednesday. So I'm going to find LTN and ask him. That would be great. Awesome. And uh, VGK had its six game road winning streak snapped. Uh, Mark Stone, let's talk about him. And he did score that penalty shot goal, but also scored another goal in the game. And so if, it appears as though he's starting to get into a rhythm or a flow. I think he's got six goals now, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, but he is starting to get into a flow. No doubt. And if Mark Stone is obviously scoring goals, that just makes that line one, which is already lethal beyond belief, even 
even stronger. Uh, Mark Stone, seven goals, eight assists, seven. 15. He's got 15. I mean, we got so many players that are right around a point per game clip right now. It's pretty, uh, pretty remarkable to, to see what's happening. And, you know, line one, I mean, we found a way to take line one, which was statistically one of the best lines last year per um, uh, per McCrimmon and McPhee. And now it's even stronger with Stone, Stevenson and a healthy version of Jack Eichel. But interesting game on Saturday. I mean, you know, I'm surprised we made it uh, six minutes without mentioning Connor, mentioning Connor McDavid. Just a friggin' machine. I mean, you cannot stop him. You cannot stop him. It's Michael Jordan in a sense where he's going to do his thing and you hope the rest of the team falters a little bit. In this situation, the Achilles heel of Connor McDavid is not Connor McDavid by any means. It's the goaltending, unfortunately. But it's just you can't say enough good things about what Connor McDavid does on the ice. And unfortunately, you give him some space in overtime. I don't care who you, you can have a brick wall in the net with one brick missing in the toughest spot to find. And McDavid will close his eyes and rip it through it. That's how good he is. Yeah. And he just skated past. I think it was Chandler Stevenson and Petrangelo there. He just they, he didn't like they didn't like what they saw. They backed it out. They went back to neutral ice. They reset. And then it was all McDavid just blowing by everyone and then scoring the goal. And you, you knew that he was just going to take over that game. Uh, there he's gonna OT. take over every game I mean there's not too many off nights that that dude has it's ridiculous so, yeah it was amazing and impressive as always and we get to see him four times a year that's awesome it's it's <laughs> you know it's hey, it's good and bad hey your favorite player on VGK Keegan Colasar yes that was a nice shot that he had on goal it wasn't a shot that <laughs> was off Colasar of a goal as there's ever gonna be folks kids <laughs> go to the net duck good things happen what that when you sent out that uh, that tweet with the puck and the beer in the beer glass that was that was elite. I forgot I had that. I was having dinner last night, and I literally like uh, I, I made my <laughs> wife mad. I'm like I'm I know I know we have a no phone rule at dinner, but I'm I'm setting this right now. And I I I, I slept on the couch last night, but it's okay. <laughs> I avoided the puck to the head though, so that's better. Yeah. So is Edmonton back? Do you think? I mean, uh, they no. were talking. Well, Jay, Jay Woodcraft, uh, he wanted a sense of urgency. He told his team that they wanted to be the cannonball off the deck, whatever that means. But he wanted them to just explode, you know, and, and play well offensively. And I thought they did. It was a good game, you know, back and forth. And VGK fortunate to get one point. I mean, I'm... there's anything wrong with that, do you? Um, yes and no. So first of all, to uh, Woodcroft, um, I'll start by saying that offensively is never going to be the problem with the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, every offense slows down a little bit, but, you know, winning games 4-3 and 5-4 routinely is a tough recipe for success. In the regular season, it works a lot. Uh, Once the playoffs come, it's not going to work a lot. And once you meet a team that is solid defensively, you know, they're, they're going to be a much tougher out. And Edmonton will be a tough out as well. But given Edmonton's current landscape, I'll take our shot. I'll take our chances against them in a seven game series because sure. Two of the games they are going to score six goals. They may even win the first two games of the series, but you're not going to be out of it. And that was one of my keys to the game on Saturday. Uh, Me and you were actually at opposite ends on Saturday. You wanted VGK to get the first goal and come out hot and heavy, which nothing wrong with that whatsoever. It's never wrong to get to have that mindset. My perspective was if Edmonton gets a lead, there's no panic needed because they're going to give you chances. And that's exactly what ended up happening. So, you know, fun game all around. Cassidy seemed to be in a good mood afterwards. He kind of took the route of, listen, we got one point, tough game, whatever to that. But 
you know, in watching the game and reading what some of the other opinions were, I think I'm with a lot of the other um, opinions, if you will, in the sense that two points should have been had this game. There were a lot of opportunities to get there in the first and the second period, oddly enough. And unfortunately, the wheels came off early in the third to slow things down there. And once you go to overtime, I mean, there's no one that's ever going to be a favorite against the Edmonton Oilers in overtime. I don't care what the situation is. But, you know, leading up to that, there were chances to put this game away. Aiden Hill had a decent game. It wasn't his best, but it wasn't his worst either. There was a lot of conversation about um, Leon Dreisaitl's goal from the right circle, where Aiden Hill sold out a little bit early. We'll certainly start by saying that. But he couldn't recover because Alec Martinez decided to play goalie on that one. I couldn't tell if Alec Martinez was down before, you know, the puck was already in, if it mattered or not. But just the optics of that whole goal were just were, were a little bit rough. Um, Alec Martinez could have had a little better effort cutting the angle down instead of trying to play goalie. That, that's my yeah. only criticism for him on that one. Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. Um, of course, uh, hockey Twitter erupted on Martinez, too. And Shea Theodore, a couple of assists. He had two assists in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The defense is finding ways to contribute at a what feels like a higher clip. I mean, Petrangelo is on is a is also a point per game clip. Theodore, I believe, is just under. I actually got it right here. If you give me a second. Shea Theodore is 14 and what, what are we, 19 games right now? Yeah, about yeah. 18 or 19 games in 19 right now. Games. So 19. I mean, we have two defensemen on pace for 60 or more points right now. On top of obviously uh Jack Eichel, who's on a close to 100 100 point pace right now i believe i mean it's just it's remarkable to see he's 22 yeah he's he's on like a 93 94 95 point clip right now Connor mcdavid about 150 point clip by things, right by, by 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 uh valentine's day <laughs> Jeez. just amazing why are you laughing no it's just amazing the way he just <laughs> takes over games it's, it's just it's incredible remarkable it's, it's a maybe, pleasure to uh, watch and you got to see him live folks you have to see him live you have to go down and watch the skater for warm-ups mm. you have to go down so really fast with uh Connor mcdavid and leon dry suddenly they do a little competition during every single warm-up when the oilers come to town whenever that's going to be i'll go in the tunnel on the edmonton side and i'll do a, a mcdavid iso cam because that'll be just a dream come true to be able to do that but they do something where they both are on the, if you're standing behind the goal, watching them right in front of you, the left face-off circle, where they start on their left side and they're doing some stick handling drill where they're spinning the puck all the way around. And it's like they're doing a race. It's like they're doing a race. The first one to get all the way around, they kind of look back, they wink at each other. And speaking of warm-ups, folks, if you didn't see on our Twitter, I put this out there yesterday, the Pittsburgh Penguins with the ultimate troll job of Evgeny Malkin last night. Evgeny Malkin has a very strange warm-up routine, so strange that Upper Deck actually took one of his cards. It's He does this weird thing where he lays down, and I don't know how else to say it. He lays on his back. He is spread eagle doing some weird stretch, and that is his up, one of his Upper Deck cards. So the I think it was his thousandth game last night in Chicago, which also they celebrated Marion Hossa. And everything, all his contributions to the Chicago Blackhawks. Big shout out to Marion Hosa, Mark Stone. A lot of parallels there. We could talk about that another day. But the entire Pittsburgh Penguins team was waiting for Malkin to start a stretching routine. And every single player on the ice, I think the goalie even was doing it. Like everything he did. And Malkin had no idea it was coming. And you see his face. And it was just so funny to watch. It's on our Twitter, folks. Go check out Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights and, and find that gem. It is a gem. Coming up next, uh, VGK's third line. We want to talk about that, and that'll come your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but I've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. 
VGK, Lockdown VGK listeners, I should say, can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. What I like most is Simply Safe's advanced technology, whether it is controlling your system from your phone with your app, watching the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras, the wide variety of high tech sensors, all of that. And Simply Safe has been named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology. It is exclusively from Simply Safe to capture your critical evidence and to verify that the threat is real. And this is the way that you can get priority police response. 24 7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 per day. Sorry, less than a dollar per day. And that is half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Don't miss out on your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend right here on Lockdown VGK. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. That is simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. And it's a big Thanksgiving week coming up ahead. Chris, you're going to stuff yourself with a lot of stuffing and turkey, I'm sure. You and the fam? We'll, 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 we'll see about that. We'll see. We got a sick family, Tony. It's actually unfortunate right now. My daughter, uh, she was uh, she tested hot for a fever last night. My son this morning. And just wondering if it's going to be making its way around uh, these parts right now. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be locked on in this office. <laughs> <laughs> locked in the office. Uh, yeah, hopefully they feel better soon. Uh, oh, no, no, they will. VGK's third line on uh, Saturday consisted of Amadio centering uh, Phil Kessel and Cotter, Paul Cotter. Uh, Brett Howden moved down to the fourth line to play center. And uh, now do do you think, I I see a lot on uh, hockey Twitter uh, and VGK Twitter about perhaps making some moves to bolster that third line. Uh, What becomes of, again, I'm not picking on it at all, but what does become of Phil Kessel and his role with this team? You hear that? Yeah, what was that? Colasar just took a shot with the oh. glass. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry. You need so to have fun. a no. When you go to the game the next time, you need to have a, a puck stuck in your back. Should I do it? Should I do it on, when I'm on media row too? Would that be Would that be fun? That would be awesome, folks. I love Keegan Colasar. This is just fun. Please don't get mad at me. This is just fun. I know I got I almost got in a fight the first game of the season when I mentioned Colasar. So <laughs> if my if my my one watcher is out there, please don't get me. So well, let's talk about the third line, and then we'll talk about um, what you know might happen. And there's a lot of options here, but first of all, just talking about the stats, you have four prominent players from the third line right now: Amadio, one goal; Paul Cotter, two goals. Uh, Brett Howden, one goal. And of course, Kessel does have three goals, uh, seven points on the season right now. Let's compare that to line four right now. Will Carrier, four goals. Uh, Nick Wah, four goals. Keegan Colasar, two goals off the hockey stick, one goal off the back. So that will count that as three goals. So you have 11 goals amongst three players on line four right now. The energy, identity line, whatever term, the hitting line, whatever you want to use. But that line is getting it absolutely done, especially considering its role. 
line three is not getting it done right now. And there is some level of, I think, concern brewing. And unfortunately, Nick Waugh went down and was on not available for yesterday, excuse me, uh, for Saturday's game, which that's also a big deal. Nick Waugh is not just a line four grinder. He is on the PK. He is on the power play. So he his role, when he's out of the lineup, it's not just about replacing a line four center. It's far from that. So everything kind of gets uh, thrown apart. And, oh, yeah, you're going against that Connor McDavid dude, which doesn't help anything. So what can be done? Um, my Honestly, I'm of the mindset maybe of simply swapping, simply with an I, simply swapping Nick Wah and Brett Howden once Nick Wah is healthy. Um, Carrier and Colasar are going to get the job done on line four as far as thumping, doing whatever it is to get that line in order. And then you can have Howden drop down there, play the little more of a grinder type role. Nick Wah now between Paul Cotter, who has a nice finishing ability, and Phil Kessel, who has the ability to score and uh, make some good passes. Now you had a little more skill while still keeping the grit on line four. The other option, um, Brett Howden, healthy scratch him and give him audio a shot between line four. He played line three center on Saturday. I felt line three had some chances. Uh, when I was watching mainly in the second period, I did see a lot of shots from Kessel and just line three seemed to have some offensive flow, but that's also against a poor defensive team in the Edmonton Oilers. So Bruce Cassidy is not afraid to change things up. We certainly know that it could be a winning streak. It could be a couple, you know, game losing streak. Unfortunately, we don't want that to happen, but he's not afraid to change things up. So once Nick Wah is back, I'm expecting some change amongst the bottom six. Um, now, Tony, to your point, um, Gary Lawless, listening to him on the post game on Saturday, as I was driving home from city national, he's talking about, you know, Kelly McCrimmon possibly acquiring a winger or something like that. I mean, I don't know where you're going to find that winger. There's like about 14 cents left against the salary cap right now. So, you know, you look at Henderson and what's happening down there. There's not a lot of options as far as output output goes. Uh, you got Ron Bjerg that maybe, maybe, but he's been up at this level, hasn't done a whole lot. We've messed, we, we've talked about Brisson, who's doing next to nothing right now in the AHL, unfortunately. Uh, he, he, he tripped me a little bit when I had an interview with him over the week when I kind of asked him in a polite manner about his output. You know, I, I know what player I am, blah, blah, blah. So there's not a ton of options in-house besides twisting the dials and messing with the lines a little bit. But as it early in the season, at least, if there's one blemish on this team outside of the special teams, our line three is certainly exposed right now. Did you see what Edmonton did the other night by not skating Connor McDavid so much against the VGK top line? But that was pretty interesting, an interesting strategy in that game. No doubt. Um, and that's certainly, you know, as far as matchups go, you want to try and have your best players away from the other team's best defensemen. So that's obviously where the home ice advantage has a big factor and things like that. I mean, I would much rather, no disrespect, but I'd much rather be skating against Hague and White Cloud and uh, Braden McNabb versus Theodore Petrangelo and Alec Martinez. So that's uh, kind of how that end of it works. And when VGK is home against Edmonton, you'll see the other side of that matchup, of course. I believe that if the fourth line wasn't that uh, solid, that stable, you know, this season, that Kessel, they might move him down to the fourth line because I just don't think he is productive enough on line three. I don't know if moving Phil Kessel to – I'm trying to find Silver Knight stats right now, but um, I don't know if moving Kessel down to line four is, is the answer because that's that's a different type of role. Kessel is – I mean, I saw 
someone, one of the a funny chirp that I did see re- regarding uh, Kessel and when he was getting his, however heavy that bronze statue was, I guess, I guess the thing was like, like over a hundred ounces or something like that. Like I think it was heavy, I guess, or that yeah. big bottle of wine from Foley. Someone joked, Oh, that's, that's the first, the only time he's going to be in the corner all nights. So, you know, that's, Kessel's game is not a thumping yeah. type game, but, I, and, but I, I still don't. I don't know his role on this team. Is what I'm getting at. You no, know, you're fair on that, Tony. Um, Kessel on line one fits in better. Kessel on line one fits in better for Phil Kessel, not for the VGK. So let's be clear about that. Um, you know, if someone in the top six goes down, we don't want that to happen. If one of our top six wingers go down, or one of our top four wingers, I should say, then you would look to see Kessel being inserted into that top six, where he's going to have. A better a better outputs kessel and i want to say this as nicely as possible because i'd love to do it interact with him all the time now it seems like but he is not the type of player that makes his line maybe better as in what jack eichel does as in what mark stone does as in what march does they just find ways to create opportunities out of nothing phil kessel has a nose for the net he can finish he can make some good passes but you're not going to see Kessel doing what any of our other top six forwards do as far as creating space and things like that go. What Kessel is going to do, he's going to put himself in a scoring position. When he has the opportunity to finish, he's going to do so at a better rate, probably than I would say greater than 65 or 70% of our forwards, which includes some of our top six players. So, you know, Kessel has a role on this team, but being alongside Paul Cotter, Mike Amadio, Brett Howden, I don't think is best to realize what Phil Kessel can do for the team. Hey, what about that uh, hit Petrangelo on Matias Yanmark the other night? That was pretty interesting. That was a big hit. Yanmark. Yanmark revenge game, folks. Yanmark revenge game. (laughs) Coming up next, uh, we preview the game against the Canucks tonight, and Chris has a new feature that he wants to unveil right here. Don't go away. Unlocked on Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football and basketball uh, betting. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on each and every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for your sports wagering information from live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for each and every sport that is out there. The fastest and easiest way. Wow. Went up a couple of octaves. Uh, Fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NHL, of course, MMA, boxing, golf, all of it. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick on this uh, entree to Thanksgiving week here. Okay. And so we've got the VGK skating in Vancouver tonight. Uh, the Canucks are 6, 9, and 3, and they are currently in sixth place. Uh, there in the Pacific, the Honda Pacific Division, uh, and and now though, but they have had a little bit of luck of late, five, four, and one over uh, their last ten, and uh, we'll be seeing a lot. I don't know why the NHL does this, like where they'll play the home and homes there, or even VGK sometimes gets the benefit of two games over a week against the same opponent on home ice. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. It really rigged. is. Uh, the province in Canada uh, pointed out that VGK, like this stat, has the sixth lowest um, or fewest rate of high danger shots against. 
in five oh, okay. on fives. That's pretty good. The defensive system is certainly working. That's actually a really good stat line. Um, looking at this, so here's the weird spot. We get a bad team, call it what it is. I'm sorry, Vancouver, but we get a bad team who is on a little bit of a roll right now. Same thing with the Blues, uh, same thing with the Sharks, right? They get a couple wins in a row. Now they got some momentum. They're feeling good. And that's what you got happening here right now. Uh, they beat the Buffalo Sabres last Tuesday, so so eight days ago now, or six, sorry, six days ago. And then they got two days off. They beat the Kings. They got two more days off. And now here comes the Vegas Golden Knights. So clearly the schedule makers are against VGK because they got all this time off right now. No, that's not that's that's Tony, folks. That's not my my perspective. But you know, Vancouver, they're feeling a little bit right now and they're excited and they need this game. They are six and nine, as Tony stated. They're sixth in the division. This is a game that Vancouver needs. On the flip side, this is a game that the VGK needs. Uh, I say needs because they gave up a couple points last week as far as the games against the Sharks and the Blues. Same deal. Not the greatest of teams, kind of in the bottom of the, their respective division. This is a game that VGK needs to come out and uh, almost play a little bit desperate in the sense. You really want to get these two points tonight. And then, you know, looking ahead at the VGK schedule, it's certainly nothing that's uh, that's too threatening, if you will. Friday, or sorry, Wednesday is Ottawa. Friday is Seattle. And then Saturday, we get, as Tony stated, we get Vancouver again. And that's pretty much going to take the month home. Uh, we travel to Columbus on next Monday. And that's going to be a tough East Coast road trip in December. I mean, just, you know, you got Pittsburgh, you got the Rangers, uh, you got games in Winnipeg and Chicago, Boston, you know, the Kings and the Ducks back to back on the road. It's fixed again. And then we got Nashville on Saturday, uh, uh, New Year's new year's eve so you know this is you need these two points get them in the bank try and leave no doubt i mean the the canucks they are an nhl team last time i checked it's not going to be an easy game by any means but get in there get this game over with as quick as possible and uh, bruce boudreaux could be fired any day and uh, vgk could put the dagger into you know him as the head coach possibly Uh, yeah jim rutherford i saw those quotes remember the preseason quotes where Rutherford, the team president, was blasting Boudreaux because he didn't believe that he was tough enough or hard enough on that team in the preseason camp and in preseason games. And he said that he wanted them to come out tough uh, because they had a road swing to start the season. He, didn't, he thought that they lacked that toughness, and that could happen tonight. That should Demko, uh, Demko should be in, in net tonight again. Hey, dude, he's, I know he, he, he's, uh, he's a VGK killer. He, he surely is. And then uh, the top line, I think, uh, concerns me a little bit. Uh, Bo Horvat, I think, always plays pretty well against the VGK. Uh, JT Miller, also the same. You know, so that uh, that is of concern um, uh, for me tonight. And this is a team that comes off of a 4-1 to one victory over Los Angeles on Saturday night. A decent so, Los Angeles team. A decent yeah, Los Angeles team. So they do have some life. They have a pulse. And... I think that there's, you know, they they want to get out there and they want to get after the VGK. VGK of is course, a mark, they're a marked team. Let's face it, no doubt. And like the NFL, it's a division game, it's a division opponent. And you know, for a while, in my opinion, the way that a bubble playoff series went, I thought Vancouver became actually one of our, you know, key rivals for a little bit because the Kings. I mean, we really haven't had too many meaningful games against the Kings in a while. Um, the Sharks are are what they are. So Vancouver, that was our most recent you know, real long, knock them out, drag them out, you know, seven game series. And what a crazy series that was. But in my opinion, that was the start of the Pete DeBoer dagger, no more than 35, 40 games into his uh, 
VGK career. I mean, that's where Pete DeBoer became absolutely exposed for not being able to find a way to get big goals in big situations, which became his poor MO, if you will, throughout his entire tenure. But, you know, Vancouver division opponent, they need this game just as much as the Golden Knights do. And Boudreaux knows the situation. He's been around. Uh, shout out to Bruce Boudreaux, who, who was in the movie Slapshot. I've talked about this before. I believe he was skater number six or skater number seven in the credits. So, you know, we got a, you know, we got some Hollywood movie stars to beat tonight on top of a hockey team. Remember the uh, the quote there, too, about the, Paul Which Newman. That, well, no, Paul Newman could care less who he was. He didn't even acknowledge him really on the set. I remember that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, and they're not acknowledging him much in Vancouver either. So no. we do want to launch something new. And you're calling this the lock of the night. So the We're locks, calling this locks of the night. So locks of the night. It's okay. Locks. So I got an issue with this. We're, we're, we're each picking two players. That's why. No, no, no. Okay. What if it's a day game? Okay, go ahead. Okay, fine. Locks of the night slash day. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll give a, one of those backslash things in there, whatever the, the kids call it these days, and we'll we'll put a here we go. We'll we'll put a hash brown in it too. That's a a, a shout out from uh, the Cobra Kai series right there. Put one of those hash brown things in there too. It'd be great. But yeah, anyway, um, got it. Cobra Kai. What a good series, folks. If you haven't watched it yet, but. So here we go. Locks of the night slash day if it's a day game. Locks of the night. This um, grew up a White Sox fan. Hawk Hawk Harrelson, you know, our pick to click. That's kind of where my my mindset is right now. So me and me and Tony Reach going to take two players every VGK game day. Only rule we cannot back to back players. So if we take Eichel tonight, we cannot take him on Wednesday. We've got to go two two brand new players each night. That's the only rule we're going to have. A goal is worth two points. An assist is worth one point and we're going to keep a tally see uh who comes out on top but we're also going to add an ingredient to this we're going to have what's called the fam spot in picks to click it was the crew we're going to call this the fam spot so we'll put a tweet out uh sometime not long after we go offline just simply asking for suggestions who your locks of the night are and we'll pick two of them randomly this is all for fun it doesn't matter who we pick but it's all for fun and we'll see if uh if i come out on top when the season ends all the way through the playoffs We'll see if Tony comes out on top or we'll see if the fam can beat the experts. I, I say experts because I don't call me and Tony experts. No disrespect, Tony. But I think somewhere in our, you we're know, we're, we're considered experts by lockdown. So we, we fooled them at least. So I don't know. <laughs> they might be watching the show today. I think we're going to have an editing meeting after this. So I might get in some trouble right now, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, folks, locks of the night. I, Me and Tony take two players. If we get a goal, it's two points. We get an assist. It's one point. We'll uh, put out a spot for the fam. I'll tweet that sometime later. Give us some suggestions, and uh, we'll have some fun. Awesome! Now I'm looking forward to doing this with you. And, and we can we can we engagement. can do our we can do ours live, Tony. We we can each pick two whenever uh, we get to that point. But yeah. Okay, so we're going to do that starting today. We're going to do this today. Every Absolutely, game. let's go. Okay, so you're going to put me on. So I'm putting so, you on the spot, Tony. I'm good. So at that. so it's goals and assists to see who has the most points. Yep. Yep. Goals okay. two, assists is one. Okay, so Logan Thompson's playing tonight, and if there's a shootout, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so go ahead and, and get you can start this off and give us two players, but we can't pick the same players. Is that what you're saying? It don't matter. As long as we whoever whatever two players you pick tonight, you okay. cannot pick those players I'm gonna give on you, Wednesday night. That's I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Do not pick that Carly guy who ha he's, has not scored a goal now in ten games. Okay. Ten games. Okay. The two hundred foot monster. Okay, so my picks are William Carlson and uh, Petrangelo. 
Are you serious? Absolutely, okay. Tony. Let's go. Two factor, two factor. Let's uh, go. I'm going to go with Mark Stone, who's got the hot stick of late, and I'm going to go with Jonathan Marshall. So I like it. I like it. We'll put that out there. So Tony, the, the fans pick two players, and yeah. So like I said, to... I'll put a tweet out there. So after uh, y'all listen, sometime maybe uh, between ten and twelve. I don't. Depends on when I get this up. Whenever I get this online, maybe. Uh, oh well, you're gonna have it up probably earlier than me. So somewhere between now and noon Pacific, we'll. I'll put a tweet out there, and we'll just randomly pick a couple. It don't matter. So you said Marchi. And Stone. And Stony Stone. with an I. Got it. Yeah. And we got to go back to doing the Megapucks thing, too, whenever there's a full slate. Not today, because I'm not prepared for it, but we have to start making our picks, because last time it came within a half a goal. The Grand Salami? The Grand Salami. I call it Megapucks. Okay. Grand Salami. The Grand Let's see. Salami. Well, we, got a, we got like six minutes left, Tony. This is, I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves. We got <laughs> to, we're normally like right up against the bell here, and I'm like, Tony, close the show. Close the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I get so to here the wire. Uh, Come on, you man. have a grand salami tonight. Is. Let's go. Ooh, we got a big grand salami tonight. Okay, sixty-three and a half. I haven't looked at the uh, the entire schedule. Sixty-three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. So six point three goals per game is what they need. Six point three. Now you think about this and the way the scoring is, you know, scoring is certainly, it seems like it's up every over under is six or six and a half. There's very few five and a halves where it used to be. Everything was five and a half. You could get a, a five every now and then a six was kind of strange. And the only time I had seen a 6.5 leading up to these last couple of years was when teams like the penguins and the caps played each other. So, you know, sure. You can get some five to four games and stuff like that, but one, two to one game absolutely burns the grand salami. One two yeah. to one games put you in such a tough spot. So you know we'll see how that goes. If I'm going to take a side, I would go with the under. Um, that's about the only thing that I would do here. Um, as far as what I do like in this game tonight, about the only angle that I like, BGK is only minus one forty five. That scares me. Number one, that trap really scares game. Trap game. Every game minus is one forty five. All right, every so game is go. a trap game now. It really feels like that. And I'm going to look at. I'm going to tell you right now, according to Covers.com. I'll bet the public absolutely loves the Golden Knights, which scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you exactly right now how the public feels here, and that's going to make me, oh, God, oh, God. Only 28% of the betting public is favoring Vancouver, yet the VGK is only a minus 145 favorite. So you're going to stay stuck on that number to play some games, shenanigans. No, it, it'll move a little bit. Um, I'm sure it'll, it'll it'll probably move in the VGK side, honestly. I think more action is going to come in and the books are going to adjust a little bit. I think VGK probably closes at 155 or greater, depending on the book and uh, where you get it from. So if you like the Vancouver side, if you're looking for value, don't bet it now. Wait till about uh, maybe 6, 6 o'clock uh, our time. That's when... Uh, you know, the some of the more of the money will roll in, some of the public money will roll in, but don't do it at 6 30 because that's when the sharp money comes in. Yeah. Half- and I know, I know how much the fans enjoy my picks, and especially, particularly one who just told me to stop being so positive all of a sudden. Uh, I'm going to go with Vancouver in a four to three final tonight. Did you screenshot that, Tony? Someone told you to stop being so positive? Yes. I no, I did not screenshot it, but yes. You should. You, you need that one for your resume. Um, but so I think the VGK is safe tonight because the Silver Knights are not playing. The last three times the Silver Knights have won a game on a VGK game day, 
Uh, someone actually pointed this out, and VGK had the lead on Saturday. I said miracles can happen. Well, they didn't, unfortunately. We lost in overtime <laughs> on Saturday. So no Silver Knights game tonight. Uh, shout out Silver Knights. They've been playing a little bit better. I think they're about 500 in their last six, but two of the three losses in their last six were one-goal losses. Now, last night was a tough game for them. They were on the backside of a home-and-home home traveling to Ontario, who they had just beat at the Dollar Loan Center on Saturday. Uh, they dropped this one three to two, but they scored a, the their second goal with like nine seconds left. So, you know, uh, Brassois was in that last night. Decent start from what I uh, read and heard. So, you know, things are getting a little better in Henderson. Um, as far as tonight's game, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a higher scoring affair. I like uh, I'm going to go five, three on the VGK side and I'm going to I'm going to go on the square side. I'm going to go on the square side, even though. I, I know that's not the side. I will not bet a side tonight, but I will bet the over. It's over six and a half. Okay. I'm going to just stay positive and say Vancouver. So the fans can come after me. I just like some of the comments and we do take them in jest. However, however, like if we're explaining something, we're doing it because are there a lot of newer hockey fans in the Valley? I think so. Of course. I, and, and I think that sometimes... I'm a newer hockey fan because I haven't covered hockey like this ever in my life. Well, no, but you I know understand what you're saying, hockey, I know what you're saying. But a lot of fans still do not understand hockey. So we do spell it out from time to time. That's the only thing in our defense. And I don't care what you say. As long as you say it on our new YouTube channel and make sure that you subscribe to Locked on Golden Knights. No doubt. And, you know, it's it, this is fun. Like, you know, me, me and Tony were up here at seven in the morning and, you know, they're sure there's a little bit of consideration for what me and Tony do as far as, uh, you know, a monthly fee, so to speak. But it's not much. We're out here having fun and just shooting the breeze with y'all. And, you know, if you got something to say, good, bad or otherwise. And, you know, what I do like and I actually got called out for this when I mentioned I felt Connor McDavid could possibly go down as you know, better than Wayne Gretzky. And uh, was it Wausau? <laughs> I believe Aaron said, I once asked for context behind a comment. So he asked me to give context and I responded and it was good. Like, that's good. I like it. Okay. Right, now now we're up against the clock. Okay. <laughs> for my man, Chris Collig, I'm Tony Cardasco. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day. Your second listen, it is game to game NHL. You can find Chris's mug on there and all the video that he provides. This is mug. awesome. That glass is the best. You need a puck in your back, though, when you walk into the game. Uh, for my man, Chris Gollick, Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.